You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day, and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV, and crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, January 6, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Soretta. Joining me on today's podcast is uh, no one. It's just myself today. It's going to be a shorter episode because uh, we don't have a ton of news to discuss. But first up, Netflix has ordered a second season of Wednesday. This is the hit show from Tim Burton and the guests at Smallville, Alfred Goh, and Miles Millar, and this is based on the, the Adams family. It follows Wednesday Adam, and if you haven't seen this, you should go check it out. It broke some huge records on Netflix. It's been one of their biggest hits for in a like for for a first season of a TV series on their platform. Uh, so it's no surprise that it's actually getting a second season. I've seen the first two episodes and it is great. It's probably one of the best things Tim Burton has done in many years. Um, he directed at least the first two episodes because I've only seen the first two and I was surprised to see that he didn't just direct the first, uh, the pilot. Uh, he had directed the first two episodes, uh, but it, it is fantastic. I've heard that the story is kind of wrapped up in that whole first season. So it's not like they kind of set up like mystery, like there weren't cliffhangers to lead into a second season. But of course the character and, uh, you know, her world is open for that so i i think fans are going to be happy to get more of wednesday and netflix has a huge hit on their hands although i will say i was watching a youtube video the other day and someone was imitating thing with his hand uh and he was like you know the the little hand thing from from wednesday and i was like no it's the little hand thing from the adams family but i guess for many people it's the, the hand thing from from wednesday i get it I'm old. Next up, 
Warner Brothers has hired filmmaker and composer Michael Giacchino to remake them at their studio. So, as you know, Michael Giacchino uh, has scored some of the best films and TV of the last two decades. He's got kind of did Lost. Uh, he did a lot of the Pixar films like Up, and he went on to make his. Actually, it wasn't his live action uh, filmmaking debut because he he did a short that was at South by South Film Festival a few years ago. But many people saw uh, this past year, this past uh, Halloween season on Disney Plus, he was the director of Werewolf by Night. This was the Marvel Studios special presentation, and uh, you know he did a great job. People loved it. Uh, it was so, such a weird, uh, especially for Disney and Marvel kind of special that uh you know the the funny thing about michael giacchino is he originally wanted to be a filmmaker he grew up with uh with, with the likes of like jj abrams and matt reeves and stuff like that. he wanted to be a filmmaker but he ended up uh somehow you know he had a love for music and somehow he got uh became an incredible composer but he always wanted to be a filmmaker uh so now his career is turning back to his original passion of making films and he loved these like uh these monster movies as a kid i'm not sure if you've ever seen them it was this atomic scare film it it starred james arness joan weldon and james whitmore and had uh famously if you don't know it then you've probably seen some stills from it because of a bunch of these giant radioactive ants and uh <laughs> for for a certain generation of monster kids them was like the pinnacle of crazy sci-fi horror this seems like a perfect marriage of material and filmmaker because I know Michael Giacchino just loves these kind of monster films. And he has like this weird, wacky uh, sensibility about him that I think this is going to be perfect for him. But I think wh where this becomes interesting is the original uh, sci-fi film was kind of warning us about how playing around with atomic power could end the world. Um, and, you know... Nuclear destruction is still a real possibility, uh, but this film, this this new version of this film, is going to have a whole new slant on it. Uh, Jake Kino told Deadline that this one is going, the them in the title is going to take a cue uh, from the fear of the other. So I'm going to read you a quote here. It's about the other, the unknown which one refuses or can't understand. The current version of them is about immigration and to tell a story about the subject through a lens of this insane science fiction monster movie, unquote. So there you have it. There, uh, This new version is kind of a taking their social commentary from immigration, and I'm not sure how how that works with gigantic uh, ants, or maybe it'll be completely different in uh, Jake Kino's version. Uh, but I am excited to see what he does, and I'm excited to see him get a bigger budget and a bigger playground because Michael Giacchino is just a artistic force that uh, needs to make more things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a believer that he, you know, his scores are so good. They, they always make me cry. But as a filmmaker, he has such a unique eye and uh, he his sensibilities are just so weird and wacky. I'm, I'm sure if you have ever listened to one of his scores on CD or Spotify and you looked at the, the titles of the tracks that he names, them, they're all like these like wacky puns. 
He loves uh, puns. I don't know. I, I, I'm just all for his humor and uh, sensibilities being given a bigger spotlight on the big screen. And finally, let's talk a little bit of the DC Universe over at Warner Brothers. A new report from Variety details some of the behind-the-scenes discussion that occurred into the lead-up of the aftermath of what happened with Black Adam. In particular, before James Gunn and Pete Safran, uh, Peter Safran, I should say, uh, took over as the new... I'm not I'm not uh, b- besties with Safran to call him Pete. Uh, Peter Safran uh, is... <laughs> Before they took over as the new co-heads of DC Studios, Johnson made the pitch to Warner Brothers Discovery CEO uh, that they that would have involved a new vision of the DCU, beginning with his ill-fated anti-hero flick. So the report explains. I'll read you a quote for here. Not long after Warner Brothers Discovery merger closed in April, Dwayne Johnson directly pitched CEO. David Zasloff on a multi-year plan for Black Adam and Henry Cavell led Superman in which the two properties would interweave setting up a Superman versus Black Adam showdown at the end of it. Producers Hiram Garcia and Bu Flynn were also said to be part of Johnson's brain trust uh, as the people attempting to take DC in a new direction. Of course, as we all know, that didn't exactly pan out and uh, you know, uh, the report also notes that this move ruffled feathers at the company, uh, given that Johnson sort of went over everyone's head and the efforts to make this happen with, uh, as you saw with what happened in the, the later part of that film. Of course, Black Adam didn't do that well at the box office and uh, things did not work out for this plan. But it's interesting to know that Dwayne Johnson tried to push this this whole plan he supposedly had like a whole plan for how this would all pan out and how it interweave uh within a bunch of films into a climax of a black adam versus superman movie uh insane insane but um some other stuff has been going on online Uh, there was a report that wonder woman wouldn't appear in the first three years of this new dcu and uh james gunn took to Twitter to debunk that rumor. Uh, it's not true, which I guess means that we will see Wonder Woman. I'm not sure if that means the current iteration of Wonder Woman or a new Wonder Woman, but we will, apparently, the plan is for us to see a Wonder Woman on screen sometime in the next three years. So that's interesting. But that's not all. In a follow-up, the filmmaker was asked directly whether the report uh, in Variety it said something about uh, you know controversial actor Ezra Miller who plays the Flash. If he was going to remain in the role, I, I think Variety said that he was going to remain in the role, and that uh, Gunn only had three years. They were planning three years of the future of DC, which James Gunn responded. I don't know what's out there for about Ezra, but our slate is eight to ten years. And he clarified before people got excited, but we will only be announcing some of it this month. So this month we should learn a little bit about their plans. I'm guessing that means the next two to three years of his plans. But it's interesting that James Gunn and Peter Safran are planning eight to ten years out. Uh, it's kind of in line for what Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel do. So it makes sense. 
But uh, I don't know. I think you need to keep Ezra Miller in here. They shot a whole film with him as the Flash. I think if they were, they were smart, they would spend some money uh, because that that film is all around the Flashpoint uh, comic book run, where kind of uh, he he kind of has to go back in time and uh, the it changes things in the universe. Uh, and I, I think that would be a good way to kind of reset things if if they could spend some money to use that as a way of introducing what this new DCU is. I think that'd be very smart. Uh, Ezra as an actor, as a person is very problematic. Uh, you know, he's, uh, been through some co uh, controversies recently and, uh, but I think also they've, they've shot a whole film with him. So I'm not, I'm not sure they're willing to throw that in the trash. I mean, they did that with the Batgirl film. But this one, I think they spent a considerably a considerable amount more money, and uh, you know they they threw Batgirl in the trash because it made financial sense for that for Zasloff and the company. Uh, not that I agree with it, but here I don't think it makes financial sense for them, unfortunately. So I think we're we're still going to be getting that. Uh, but yeah, all is going to be revealed soon. It seems like. Uh, sometime of this sometime this month we're going to be learning about the initial plans for the dcu i'm excited about that and we'll be talking about that on this podcast so stay tuned uh as always you can find more of all of the stories i mentioned on today's show on slashfilm.com and linked in the show notes you can find this podcast on apple google overcast spotify all the popular podcast apps please subscribe to our newsletter send us your feedback questions comments concerns to us at peter and if you have a second, please head on over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating, write us a review. A sentence or two helps. That five-star rating lets more people find this podcast. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you next week.